I'm Mitchell Van Lerberg. And I'm David Scarlatesca. And welcome to Back to the Scene. A home for movie lovers that want to stay up to date on all things entertainment. Whether you're a super fan or a casual fan, we got you covered. We talk about a wide range of topics including film, TV shows, and all things relevant to movie pop culture. So sit back, grab some popcorn, because we're about to get Back to the Scene. Welcome back to another episode of Back to the Scene. This is our very special movie review uh, episode because March we watched... Was... Yeah. <laughs> Insane. Actually, April. April, March. March and, Mar- March and April, yeah. So, like, kind of end of March into April. Also, we have a few movies that we still haven't watched. Watch. We have to watch Tetris and yep. then Ghosted comes, comes out in April. Yeah. And then Evil Dead Rock. Yeah, that's not happening. Uh, Unless you make that piece of micro content that goes viral. I keep forgetting. Yeah, that's not... Uh, that. I'm really hoping that does not happen. Evil Dead Rising. Please no. Um, okay, so let's kick it off. We've got four movies to review. For the record, actually, mm. I want to comment on something because their te- latest TikTok that we posted, the Ninja Turtle one. Yeah. People are wrong in the comments, by the way. I just want to point this out because I we <laughs> They're just like, they say I missed Ninja Turtle movies. I did not, for the record. Okay. They're the ones that they listed is like, the next mutation had a TV movie. I'm like, that's not true. Those are just episodes of the show that they just clumped together, at least on DVD. That's you very movie. clearly did say how many Ninja Turtle movies there yeah. are. So, yeah. Also, I will back you up on Team that. and T 2012 DVD that was released of a couple episodes that just combined. That is also not a movie. That is just a bunch of episodes of the TV show put on a DVD. Don't mess with this nerd. I'm telling you. He knows his Ninja Turtle shit. And for the record, that are saying, oh, we're counting DVD mo- straight to movies, straight to DVD. There's only one. That's Batman vs. Ninja Turtles. Because the other two is, one, The Rise of the Teenage Ninja Turtles is a Netflix film. So does that mean we're discounting, like, every single Netflix film that comes out as an actual movie? Is this Red Notice not count as a movie? Does The Adam Project not count as a movie? No, you're right. Does Last Night not count as a movie? And then Turtles Forever was supposed to come out in the theater. It was actually supposed to have a theatrical release, but there was an issue between Four Kids and Phantom Events with the licensing, or <laughs> sorry, not the licensing, the distribution, because Four Kids wanted to air on TV during the 25th anniversary, but because of the release window, Phantom Events was like, no, you can't do that. It's got to be like next year. So then they cut the cord and pulled it from theaters. Can you please place this in the TikTok micro content? And it can be longer because TikTok can go up to 10 minutes. I want this entire rant on there, please, because I can I can reply to the people in the comments and just stir up the pot a little bit more. I'm going to read some comments live. Sorry, we're going to we will get into the movie review, but this is the Ninja Turtle one. Or just wrap, wrap. Well, I'm just going to no the Ninja Turtle one only. Okay. And I'll respond. Um, East Meets West. Yeah, that is the next mutation. Sorry, I've, I'm just reading and they have okay. no context. You read it out. Okay, so for all the best TMNT, you should listen to We've Got to Stop Talking About TMNT on CBB. Okay, thank you. That added nothing to the conversation. Joe, the producer. Um, Forgot Ninja Turtles, The Next Mutation, East Meets West, where there is a girl turtle. What do you have to say about that from Tyler? That's what I was kind of mentioning before, but in the 1997, actually, I met the stunt guy who did Leonardo and Venus for that show, but... uh, because he was actually at uh, Keys Taekwondo or Taekwondo. That's pretty cool, actually. And I got his autograph. He was also Michelangelo in the third movie. Regardless, I'm digressing. Nice. East Meets West is the first five-part uh, episode of the Ninja Turtles 1997 Neck Mutation TV show. That is not a movie. That is just five episodes clumped together, released on VHS. Boom. Sorted. And Venus de Milo is a turtle. In there it. you go, Tyler. There's your answer. Soleil Gaskin responds... Wasn't that a TV series? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that was a TV series. Okay. Uh, yep, so Soleil Gaskin also responded to... Oh, <laughs> Tyler responded, we had a VHS. Okay, well, it's still a TV series on VHS, Tyler. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. So you've covered the other ones that people have mentioned, but I was probably just... it was the one that I saw. Unless there's new ones, maybe. You mentioned Batman versus the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. What is this Teen Ash Mush? Yeah, I read that. No idea. No idea. The, the only movie Ninja Turtles that came out twenty fourteen was the Michael Bay one, and it's just called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It doesn't have a special name. TJ Meninja Turtles? That's not a thing. I don't know what that is. Uh, That's not a, also not a thing. You know, you did have some people come into the coming to your aid in the comments that were saying like, "Oh, well, what's the full list then?" Because there were some people that just said, "That's not the full list." So that was the no, that was the full list. list. Nothing else, unless you're just like, I don't know, like little stuff like that, or the coming out of their shell tour where they did it released on VHS. Uh, shot of they did a musical tour in like the '90s, like a stage show called "Coming Out of Their Shells." Yeah. That's yes. not a movie. So the piece of micro content to set the record straight was. How many movies are there? He said how many movies there are. Case closed. Done. We're going to be releasing micro content to on our TikTok. If you don't follow us on TikTok, back to the scene podcast. Um, don't start arguing with me about Ninja Turtles. I'm going to lose. <laughs> Very few people will get, like, I don't know. There, there's probably, let's be honest, there's probably a couple of them. Maybe. I can't wait. More knowledgeable, but I can't, more likely, you're probably going to lose. I can't wait for this micro content. Mitchell's probably going to take this home and edit it right now. That's how fired up he is right now. <laughs> Um, we started out with talking about movie reviews, and now we're talking about Ninja Turtles. Yeah, so, okay, um, we're gonna have to add a disclaimer to like skip to the first skip the first five minutes of this episode. Movie reviews. Mario. Mario was the first one that we watched. Yes. Super Mario Brothers. All the hype, all the jazz. Did it live up to the hype? I don't know. You guys decide. Bottom line is box office. What are we looking at? Box office, really good. Opening weekend. Slashed records. Destroyed records. The thing is, it is a weird movie to compare because it opened on a Wednesday. And the opening weekend is Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Did they count Wednesday, Thursday? Then? And for a domestic opening, you cannot count that. It counts, obviously, for the worldwide total. Isn't it that? Total. Isn't that even more outrageous then, though? So, yes. When you think about it, there's also one two nights to see it, and it still blew up. Yes, for, wow, that's insane. So, okay, immediate thoughts. Mm -hmm. I mean, I thought it was a good movie. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna sit here and say it was a bad movie. I think it was a I think it was a good movie. We each have our own problems that we discussed about it, but overall, animation spectacular that's with great. what you would expect. A lot of fan service with the Mario Kart scene. You know, you got Donkey Kong. You got pure strength Bowser as well. Like the whole Brooklyn dynamic kind of thing early on in the movie too. The whole transition to the Mario world seemed mm -hmm. fairly good also. And yeah, lots of cool action sequences. Some How pretty good humor as well. The actors. I thought they did a fantastic there job. There was a huge controversy when everyone got announced the cast was... No, I, th I, thought, I, thought, they I thought they did a fantastic job. I thought, honestly, I think Brooklyn, the biggest... The Brooklyn accent's the way to go. It, it really was. It really was. And I'll be honest, when I watched the trailer, I was like, where's his Italian accent? But I love the fact that they made it like, oh, that's his like fake commercial accent. He's actually from Brooklyn because he is actually from Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. And that's how Brooklyn Italians talk. So, no, I thought, I thought they did a good job. A lot of fan service and overall acting really good good movie nothing wrong with that get into let's get into what the issue was with it okay this is a controversial it, it really is no, but no, no. i agree with well, you well, unless it's a new one <laughs> it's a new one I will, you probably shouldn't say i agree with you until you hear yeah okay 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 sorry i may I don't like agree with original you original 
a little bit more. You're psychotic. You're actually crazy. The thing is, I grew up with that movie since I was a child. You're just... Oh, my goodness. The, the original is so bad. David, I agree with you. <laughs> but it's so bad, it's good. It's one of those... It is Damn it's hilarious. Like my brother and I would just say lines all from that movie all the time. Like trust the fungus. Oh my god! All the time. Or we do the glug 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 thing. Oh, I oh did like god. from the I did like from the new one though that Mario hates mushrooms. No. I thought that was hilarious. The does it have to be mushrooms? And then how he has to eat so many of them because they're all power ups. No, spectacular. Button. Character problems with the... And this is with the writing, not the acting. Yeah, I also just say... I feel that the movie's just missing a general kind of character arc in terms of fulfilling a need or a flaw that Mario had didn't get rectified at the end. It didn't feel earned. No. Exactly. It just kind of felt this, like, slapped on. And that is kind of the most critical part of the story. He didn't... He didn't... No, you're right. He didn't develop as a character at all. Yeah, like, I feel like what they should have done, I mean, or an idea they could have implemented was kind of make it so Mario was a little bit more self-conscious and, like, didn't believe in himself. And even changing at the beginning with his father, just saying, like, he didn't approve of him and Luigi going to their own business because he just thought that his son could live up to more potential or or saw it in him that he could do better kind of thing. Yep. And maybe make that as the theme. And that would have been, I would feel a little more powerful. And even like in the third act, add a scene with Mario and his father, because they do come back to Brooklyn. Sorry, spoilers. (laughs) Of him, his father kind of encouraging him, kind of like that scene in Spider-Verse where Miles' dad gives him Miles that, this uh, speech of encouragement when he's in, when Miles is tied up in his dorm room and his dad's on the other side of the door yeah, and knows that Miles is there listening and just gives him this pep talk of like he believes in you oh believes in him whereas all the other Spider-Men right before a little more emotion that, attached yeah. to it yeah I know we, what you mean. we needed that we needed some emotional um, conclusion to his character and I know what again. people are all thinking oh it's well it's a kids movie and it's based on a video I understand all that I really kids do movie, well just because it's in a cartoon or anime doesn't mean that you can't have that. Classic, watch every Pixar movie. Every do it incredibly well. Toy Story up, phenomenal yeah. job. So there's no excuse. No, there isn't. So overall, though, good movie. Is it the best movie we've seen all year? No. no. Is it even in the top five? Is it the best video? Personally, game movie? no. Is it the best what? The video game movie? Oh well, yeah, obviously. No. What? Because, well, actually, for there's only three. Video game, oh, sorry, four video game films that are fresh or on tomatoes. Okay. And I agree with. One is also Nintendo, or one of them, uh, no particular order, is Detective Pikachu. Have you seen Detective No, I haven't seen it. It's actually quite good. Okay. Um, Ryan, 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 you wouldn't think Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu would work, but it works. Ryan Reynolds as anything works. It was great. Okay. Angry Birds 2, the movie. And second one. I haven't seen that one either. Yeah, I haven't seen it. And then the other two fresh video game movies is Sonic the Hedgehog 1 and 2. Oh, the Sonic ones. I haven't seen those either. And I agree that they are better than the Mario movie just because it focuses on Sonic's journey. Yeah. As a character. Well, and you're also a ridiculous Sonic. I'm also mad. Yeah. So that helps too. So 
Overall, should you go see Mario? Absolutely. It's a cool experience and it's really good in 3D in theaters. Mm-hmm. Oh, are you going to be blown away and not like have your socks knocked off from Since we're spo- the story and everything? Probably not. Since I already we've kind of talked a little about minor spoilers, you didn't use what left during the before the post credit scene. Yes. John, no? Did yeah, you know sure. what it is? No. Okay. So it's like, you know, stormy. Actually, it's just not stormy. I don't know why it opened with stormy. It's a dark place in the sewer so there's obviously not a storm and it kind of like goes through like kind of the pipes destruction and stuff like that and then it does a slow pan up on an egg that starts cracking and it's the Yoshi egg oh okay okay that's it yes all right no nope. so we're gonna get I Yoshi mean, in the sequel probably like, I yeah. mean we're gonna get a sequel we're definitely gonna get a sequel after the success it, of this one there's no way billion. I, I would not be surprised if Mario makes a billion Oh, the way the the, the way it's going right now, yeah. there's yeah, I would not be surprised either. But they did some really good marketing and they really got it out there and I think people were really excited to see this hit the big screen. Mm-hmm. Also controversial take, Mitchell and I are not fans of the Peaches song. So, not my thing. It is everyone's like, "Oh, he dropped the biggest banger of all time." It's not my thing. It's is a little is a little too much. A little too much. Didn't mind Bowser. I thought Jack, oh, yeah. Jack Black did a phenomenal job as ja- as uh, Bowser. But yeah, that was a little that was a little much. But anyways, moving on. Air, air. Your favorite movie of the year? Yeah, it's it's really it's <laughs> just taken the. It was so good, so so good, down to everything. And I really like so. It came out that when Ben Affleck was talking to Michael Jordan about doing the movie and if it was okay and if he needed anything done. Michael Jordan was super on board with doing everything. He had one condition. Do you know what that one condition was, Mitchell? Can't see his face? No. Oh, that's not it? No, that's not actually his one condition. That was a that was a decision that Ben Affleck actually made. Okay. Yeah, he said, in his words specifically regarding the not seeing Michael Jordan's face, he said, the one thing that would surefire ruin the movie is to take somebody who's not Michael Jordan and point at him and say, hey, that's Michael Jordan. And that's why they didn't do it. Mm, okay. So they decided rather than do that, they're barely going to have anything. Yeah, exactly. Not even a young CGI Michael Jordan. Okay. The one condition that Michael Jordan had, Viola Davis plays his mom. Oh, okay. That's a good condition. I don't know. It's a spectacular <laughs> condition. Just like, yes. So, uh, yeah, that was, but honestly, my goodness, from everything, from the beginning, from the beginning, the little the little teasers, the little teasers for how the characters are, what their mannerisms are, the risks that they're willing to take, um, the gambler's mentality from the from early on, the little payoffs later on in the movie, just really good. I don't want to spoil it too much because there is a lot of stuff, but yeah, the 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 little nuances are so 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 quality. Yeah, I just I just love. All the characters, even like, it feels like all the side characters, like, because Matt Damon's the lead of the movie, but yeah. like all the side characters play such an important part yeah. in this process. They really just, it feels like it's, I guess, part of the writing, but also like the actors, like you feel there's more inner backstory behind each and every character. Like even Jason Bateman's character about the whole thing with his daughter. Yeah. They, like, that was so valuable to go into. But yeah, Matt Damon's character, Sonny, it was just like his his entire his entire philosophy is is and it's foreshadowed from the beginning is basically betting on the big one. I remember turning to Mitchell right away and saying like, 
look, it's very clear from the start. This guy, he goes to Vegas, he bets on sports, he wins money. Then he takes that money and he goes to the casino and he loses it. So it shows right away he's willing to take the big risk to make the big one, but he's also very educated in basketball. And that's why he's winning the sports betting. And it kind of sets up that character arc. I really like what they did with Phil Knight. I thought there were some really funny scenes. One of my favorite scenes in the movie was Sonny Matt Damon's character's conversation with Michael Jordan's agent. Oh, so good. Just so good. So good. So, so good. And it just felt so natural. Like the way that they the way that they filmed it and I the wonder, way the actors performed it just spectacular. I, I wonder how they because like the actors do such a good job of it. It feels like the talk, like an actual conversation, but how they're filming it, do they have like Matt and Damon actually on the phone or are they just doing it all separately? They might be doing it completely separately, just kind of like, I was wondering that too. Because they have like someone who did the recording before, they actually are talking on the phone back there. It could you could have done so many different ways. I don't know which one they did. Doesn't matter because it worked out great. Yeah. No, it was it was so good. And then Sonny's speech when they could tell that they were kind of losing Michael Jordan in the in the pitch when he just says turn off the video and he does a speech and it's just like I got goosebumps just thinking about it. But let alone teared up in the theater. It's just so spectacular. And I'm a huge sports fan. Obviously, I know Michael Jordan's story well. So like for him to sit there and say, look. Everyone in this room will be forgotten, but you won't be. And then, oh my gosh, I've got such... I wish you could see the goosebumps on my arm right now. When they start talking about how they're going to tear you down, you're going to go through hardships, because what they love to do is after they build you up, they love to tear you down. And it shows exactly that playing out in Michael Jordan's life in real time. And they show they show clips, they show they show uh, magazines. No, even while he's talking, they oh, show that yeah, stuff. Right, too, yeah. Right, and it's just... His story is just outrageous. It's, it is truly cinematic. So, no, spectacularly done movie. I have no more to say on that. Just go see that. Also, just one other thing. It's like, it does all these great things while great acting, great story, great plot, everything. But also, it's just entertaining to watch throughout. And that's the most almost most important thing. Keep your audience entertained. Yeah. Because if you're just like, oh, yeah, it's a good story, but, like, I'm kind of bored of watching it, yep. you kind of failed your job, you know? No, agreed. And... For you to say that, who is someone who I don't know. Correct me if I'm sports. wrong. Yeah, nothing about sports. You know nothing about sports, I'm Michael Jordan, sports. basketball, or anything. And for you to, I watch Space Jam. That's all I know about Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> so for that to be where you're at is just goes to show goes to show the quality that they put into this movie. Because at the end of the day, yes, it's a Michael Jordan story, but it's also Nike's story. Yeah. Right. It is the story of how Nike basketball became Nike. I love an underdog story. Absolutely. You could not love it more. That was the other scene that I really liked when Sonny is talking to Michael Jordan's mom and so Viola Davis, and he is saying, so Matt Damon's talking to Viola Davis, and he's telling her how the other companies, Converse and Adidas, how the pitches are going to go. And I love that they didn't immediately cut to that, that they let you simmer with that, just like Michael Jordan's mom had to. And then they eventually show it and it goes exactly how he says it was just such a quality payoff yep oh yeah really really good job with that one and i kind of like want to see like other underdog themed stories of companies like i would like to see like the uh sega versus nintendo in the 90s you know which one you'd like as well then big short yeah. 
I know you haven't seen that one. You'd really like The Big Short if you re- if you like the way that Air was filmed and shot and and how it went. You'd really like Big Short. Okay, I gotta watch that. Yeah, and also I like to see like if they did, ever did a movie like how Spider Man was created with Stanley and Steve Ditko. And underdog story because everyone hated the idea of Spider-Man. Interesting. That'd be a cool movie idea. We should make it. <laughs> we will make it one day. There's movies I have on my list where I'm like, we're going to get the rights also, to that. Also, we should we should do a Sega versus Nintendo movie. That could be a cool one, too. In the 90s. Have you seen the Steve Jobs movie? Which one? Jobs. No. Okay. So the one where, um, what's his name? Uh, Michael Fat Is it Fa- Michael? Fassbender. Yeah, Michael Fassbender. Plays- Ashton Kutcher as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the Michael Fassbender one, the the newest one. Or The Social Network. Have you seen that one too? Yes, I've seen The Social Network. Did you like that one? I thought it was pretty good, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was good too. Okay, sweet. Moving on. Anyways, Watch Air. Spectacular. My number one movie of the year so far. Mm. But unfortunately, I don't think it's going to stay there. However, it it makes a good, good case. That's for sure. Yeah, we'll see you after what the summer first. (laughs) Yeah, there's there's a lot going on this summer. I, I Let me put it this way. I I strongly believe it's going to stay in top three. I just don't think it... I don't think it will stay. What top. one do you think, just based off your anticipation, will could bump out air? Oppenheimer. Okay, that's for that's one. Sense. Just Christopher Nolan. Knowing what I know about Nolan and how much I like Nolan, so Oppenheimer for one, and then I think the Flash has the ability to do it. If if the hype is as good as it says, the Flash may do it. Mm-hmm. Um, however, if I compare DC to some, you know, Christopher Nolan based on true story. Or even sci-fi stuff like Inception or Interstellar. I mean, I'd take those over it. So I think Oppenheimer has the best chance to knock off air for me. But other than that, it's going to be tight. It's going to be tight for sure. Yeah. Moving on, D&D. D&D. This is my favorite movie of the year. What can we say about D&D? A lot. <laughs> Spectacular. It was so good. So, so good. So, so good. I liked Chris Pine channeling his... Kind of Ryan Reynoldsy style I guess, acting yeah. too, like it is, it is kind of, so yeah, likable, so. such a oh, likable yeah. character in the movie. Um, so fu- like the whole movie from beginning to end, it's so fun, but it's also grounded in this very heartwarming and heartbreaking story. Yes, I I was not expecting it to be as emotional as it was. If it didn't have that, I don't think I would like it as much. No, but I don't think so. That being said, it just with everything around it just heightens it and to like a level that just. I don't you talk, you feel happy and sad while watching it, and just it's yes. just great emotions. It it really does. And honestly, we talk about Mario, which did not have that character development and character growth. This, this is a I'm perfect scared. example of <laughs> what we're it. talking about and how to do it well. Chris Pine's character, and down to his lack of accountability and his his. Selfishness, meld- really. selfishness, exactly. No other way to put it. Lack of accountability and selfishness to go to the very end in the payoff. Spoiler alert, turn it off if you haven't seen it yet. To give up seeing his wife again, to give his daughter the mom that she actually needs yep. at the time. Again, goosebumps. It's yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why I was surprised that this movie's so good. Just because like John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein are the ones who wrote and directed it. For those of you who don't know who they are, they wrote a horrible bosses. Like both of them spectacular movies they did vacation which i know a lot of people didn't like but i really liked it i also liked it uh they also wrote spider-man homecoming really yeah (laughs) and they also did the comedy film game see and i I think i think part of the reason i liked it so much too was because i actually wasn't as hyped for this i was like i'll go see it Mm -hmm. 
I'll go see it, and I think it's going to be good based on the trailer and the reviews and everything, but I haven't been itching like, oh my gosh, I know everything about it, and I have to go see it. And I think for that reason, we got that under-promise, over-deliver situation, mm -hmm. and definitely paid off. Mm -hmm. Spectacular. Great movie. And the action scenes, the sci-fi moments, so the comedy... I can't say anything. The bad fight scenes. I can't. I can't say anything bad about it either. Like Air, it's like a Hugh Grant. Great. Hugh great Grant acting character, fantastic. So fantastic. funny. So funny for a guy that's like, so for a guy that's so likable in Love Actually to just hate his guts in this movie. Did a great job. I wonder how much is like improv too. Me too. Like I know there's a lot of this like, stuff in movies. Like these these writers are hilarious, but like I don't know, just like the things that are just like with Hugh Grant and the tea. Yeah, it's like I didn't really get to get finger in it, <laughs> but the fact that he said it's too hot twice, yeah. so he's just like, "Oh, this tea is so hot," and as he's just like screwing them, yeah. he's just like destroying them, and all he can he all he can care about is the fucking tea. Originally, I thought he was it was about like trying to get Kiera like, out of the room. Yeah, that's what I thought because he's like, "Oh, Kiera, can you tell the kitchen blah blah blah," but it's like, "Oh no," he just really <laughs> is bothered that the tea is too hot. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, and the, the payoff at the... I honestly, when the boat came back, and I was like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. This guy's going to get all the treasure. And then when he goes down, you see that it's just being dumped into the town. And I was like, yes! Payoff. Another payoff. Also, yeah. all the characters in the party, I guess the main four. Yes. The, um, I forget his name, the guy from Bridgerton, because he just kind of pops in and out. But the main four oh, of yeah. the actual party, yeah. all of them have some kind of growth yeah exactly character growth every single one and in a, like a really good way too mm -hmm. the um uh what's the characters what's the character called dryad druid druid the, the druid yeah the druid the fact that she hates humans and then doesn't hate them in the end and then the sorcerer gaining his confidence mm -hmm. and then Holga moving on from the Olga moving on from the love of her life and being willing to sacrifice herself as well. Like just a lot of everyone pay everyone had a character payoff and it was spectacular. And then like I said, the twist at the end to 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 give up seeing his wife again for Holga to realize that okay, I was being selfish. This is not my this is not my daughter's mother that I want back. This is my wife that I want back. Yeah. And those are two different people which is a really cool thought process to think about. Yeah. Liked it. Okay. Jump into John Wick. Cause you, uh, I, I have I not seen John Wick. I'll probably see it when it comes out. I'm just like, I'm so far behind at this point. I've only seen John Wick. I don't know if you would like it. If you don't like the John Wick movies, you probably wouldn't like it. To be honest, when I, I, the first John Wick movie I watched was the third one. And I was like, it was okay. Cause I didn't watch any of the other ones. So I had no idea what the heck was going on, but I rewatched all of them in order. And then this fourth one came out. I must say it's probably my favorite John Wick out of all of them. Yeah, you were saying that. I was like, so oh, what did you like about it? What What are the things you really liked? It's better than all the other ones combined. Well, I, I find that one, the, the story and all the characters that they introduce, just like you feel for them. Like there's one character, Donnie Yen's character. I don't know if you know. I think Donnie Yen was the one in Rogue One, like the uh, samurai guy. Okay. And he is probably one of the most like famous working martial artists in movies today. He did like the Ip Man films, but his character... He is hired, basically, or sir, or forced to go after John Wick and kill him, and he's only doing that to protect his daughter. So, like, there's like there's a weighted of like all the characters that come after. I love that when you can. I love that when you can empathize with the villain, 
And I think it's like he's not even he's just not even really a villain. He's actually good friends with John Wick too. He's being forced to do this. Yeah, that's 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 a tough. He doesn't want to kill John Wick. And also, there's other characters in the film that are also he's also friends with. He's forced to hurt that he doesn't want to. That's 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 got to be hard to watch too, like from a viewer perspective. Yeah, it's like he's like there's a scene where. I don't know how well you know John Wick, but they have like these hotels called the Continental where it's kind of like yep. safe ground. Yep. And there's one in Japan and the manager of the Continental is friends with Donnie Yen's character and they have to fight because the manager played, I forget the actor's name, but he's always, he's in bullet train. He plays Scorpion in Mortal Kombat. I love this guy. And he plays a manager of a hotel and he's got a fight scene with Donnie Yen. And they're both friends and they don't want to fight each other, but he's like, they're forced to fight and the daughter's watching too. And she can't help out because she's injured. It's such an emotional fight. And actually, I want to say the, the fight in the hotel, the Osaka Continental, it's like thirty minutes long, but it is the best fight. You said that, yeah, the best ever fight done ever. Really, done. you're you're re- you're ready to say that, hey? Yes, yes, it is. It's like thirty minutes long. <laughs> but it wow! Is the Imagine the choreography the, that the goes choreography, into that top notch. Like I'm not saying it's the best choreography I've done of all time, but because it does all these four things at the, the best you possibly can do, or the top tier, all them together, makes some incredible viewing experience. You got okay. bet one top choreography. One best choreography, cinematography with the camera, absolutely spectacular. The lighting, That's I kid you saying. not. It's so weird when you think about it, but the lighting, the, the way in, maybe they chose Japan because of all of, like the funky colors of lighting, yeah. neon lights and stuff like that. But it works so well and looks so cool. Okay. So yeah, lighting, choreography, cinematography. Why did I say four? I feel like there's something else. Oh, yes, sound design. The sound design ah. for these fights sounds so good. I so like, like all of them put together, <laughs> so good. And there's there's a scene, for those of you who don't know, I like the nunchucks and I use the nunchucks for one of, my mar- one of our martial arts movies that we do. And there's a scene where Keanu Reeves picks up the nunchucks and he uses it like with two hands to kind of like hit people with and like oh counter didn't learn to bother to learn the nunchucks because he's got so much fight scenes to do i don't blame him yeah i I remember i remember how much effort it took for you to learn the nunchuck that being said he does that a couple times this bolt handed with nunchuck then he does does the full thing like okay so he learned a little bit oh you learned a bit okay and then he's like oh he's gonna throw them away because he john wick you will see his guns right yeah he's gonna throw the nunchucks away he decides to wrap the wrench nunchuck around his wrist. Sorry, I'm stumbling here because I'm just excited about it. Then he put, pulls up his gun. He has keeps his nunchuck on him at all times. And like all the close of combat for the next like 10 minutes, he's using the nunchucks and the guns at the same time. Cool. It's really well done. And I was really happy with that scene. I was, I was thinking nunchucks are going to go bye-bye. But no, we have like a whole sequence with them. Well, we'll definitely. Whole sequences with them. Do you feel like you have to watch all three previous John Wicks to get an idea of how this one works or not really it's because the thing is with the john wick movies like literally it ends kind of on a cliffhanger where the next one goes into is an issue right you could go into this one basically all you need to know is the world everyone's after john wick and every mercenary is higher there's a hit on is this the final the one it is the last one yeah there were gonna do a five but this is the last one so it's very rare that they would push out a fourth movie like this and for it to be that good yeah and you're saying it also kudos mostly to... like the stunts are the best but also yeah the characters are great and then there is actually a scene in the movie where keanu reeves is like driving a car and he's like circling around like doing like a donut they're drifting actually around a bunch of bad guys shooting at them i was looking at it and i'm like this 
is this a stunt double? And I'm like looking at the face because it's Keanu Reeves' face is clearly, and usually you can tell like if they do like a yeah. face double on it, and they wouldn't like. I was looking. I'm like, there's this is actually Keanu Reeves like in the in the car. So doing his own stunts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. he does a lot of his own stunts. The only thing like. I imagine he doesn't do is like where he gets hit by a car or he's thrown through a window or falls down where he can hurt himself. Yep. Drastically. Obviously, it's better to get a stuntman doing that. Even if Keanu Reeves could do that, you can't risk your lead actor getting injured. Yeah, fair enough. So like a lot of the close combat stuff, Keanu Reeves does so much. But like just the dangerous things where he could get hurt, you have a stuntman do. Yep. So good. Also, there's so many. There's so many fight sequences. Even at the end, at the end, of, I'm gonna spoil it. Sorry. It's okay. Um, I'm not a major spoiler, but like at the end, the main thing is Keanu has got to get to this duel. To basically, if he completes this duel and wins this duel, he's a free man. Okay. And if he doesn't arrive at this duel on time, then well, he doesn't get anywhere. He's basically everyone's still after him. Going to kill him. And, of course, the villains are like, well, let's make sure he doesn't get there on time. So they send, like, everyone after him. And he's got to get to these top these stairs outside to this church. And then, basically, he's doing a good job, but then he just gets overwhelmed and it's knocked all the way back to the bottom of these stairs. And it is a long fall down these stairs. <laughs> make that very clear. And then, and then the Donnie Yen's character, you know, who was hired to kill him. Uh, basically teams up with him. He's like, John, we're going to get up those top of the stairs. And they work together to get up those stairs together. Oh, just a good payoff. It was great payoff. It was a great scene. And oh, I don't want to give it away until you watch it, but the duel, very well done. Okay. Okay. No, I'm, uh, I will commit to watching that it's then. three hours long. I know like, you're like, saying that's that. That's the only thing that I'm like, I didn't like about the movie. It was too long? It was a little long. The thing is like, each scene is so... Like I, am, I understand why you don't cut it because a lot of it is like yeah if, yeah looking you back you can't feel like you could you cut can't anything cut out because one part in the scene gets you to the other and everything's so well crafted it's almost like so much work was put in the shot just to chuck it you know yeah for the scene oh there's also another shot of like in a house <laughs> where it is an aerial shot and it almost feels like a video game where the camera is pointing down a bird's eye view of John Wick going through and like mucking up shop of a bunch of goons in these different rooms as he's going around, and there's an aerial shot cutting through all the different rooms, just giving a bird's eye view of everything. It looks really cool. Ooh, really cool shot. So they played around with some cinematography in it. Oh yeah, very very unique cinematography. Stuff. So where does it where does it rank? Let's let's do our let's do our movie ranking now again. Every time we review movies, it's good to just refresh the movie ranking list. Okay. So, okay. do you want me to start? Yes, because I don't know mine. Are we good? Well, I'm gonna say top three because top five I feel is gonna be fluctuating way too much. Okay, I'm just going to do all of mine because I've only seen six so far. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm missing 65. I'm missing John Wick. And is there one more? No, not yet. Um, okay, so my my one big surprise, Air. Mm -hmm. Number two, Creed Three. Still just edges Dungeons and Dragons for me. It's uh, done. It's This was probably the hardest decision. Yeah. It's just because I'm such a fan of the Creed trilogy and I don't have that fan service payoff from how, from Dungeons and Dragons. I feel like if I played D&D &D and knew some of the fan service that they provide in the movie, I probably would like it more. But you could honestly make a case for either of them. Mm -hmm. Four, Shazam, two. I know it might surprise a lot of people. I really liked it. I think the box office is not reflective on how good it actually was. Five, Ant-Man Quantumania. 
again, did I hate the movie? Absolutely not. Do I think it's spectacular? No. There's a lot of movies that were better than Ant-Man Quantumania this year, but it was still a good movie in my opinion. And then six is Mario. Again, is it a bad movie? No, I think it's a good movie, but there's just so much more quality. So you haven't seen a bad movie this year? I have not seen a bad movie this year. Okay, mine. I'm just going to do top three. Okay. Um, So number one is Dungeons & Dragons. Yep. Number two is Air. Number three is really hard because, okay, I'll tell you what I'm torn between. I'm torn. Just say them both then. Creed three and John Wick four, actually. Really? I'm kind of leaning on John Wick four, to be honest with you. After the review, swimming review you just gave it, I don't, I don't doubt it. Just because I'm more of a martial arts guy than a boxing guy, yep, that's kind of why. Nothing wrong with that. And it, the thing is, with if it was any other John Wick movie, I would say Creed three, but this fourth one because there's so much emotional heart and payoff for all these characters and these top notch action sequences. That's what helps it. Yep, I think fair enough. Well, thanks for listening to another movie review episode of back to the scene special movie review episode uh we won't be reviewing any movies anytime soon i don't think we'll probably be watching tetris and ghosted eventually but not for a bit and then in about what is it three weeks we have guardians so that might that might be one of the uh, it has. I knock into the. It has. Uh, it has high potential. I can't say it hasn't crossed my mind. Don't. Don't uh, bet against James Gunn. It's no, you cannot. Well, thanks for watching. Or sorry, thanks for listening, guys. We're not really doing the watching thing anymore, unless you're looking on TikTok. But mm-hmm. anyways, thank you for listening. We'll see you guys next time. We'll talk to you guys next time on an episode of Back to the Scene. And that is a wrap on this episode of Back to the Scene. Thanks for listening. It would mean the world to us if you left us a review on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you're listening. And if you guys want to reach out for anything, whether it's questions or ideas for the show, please make sure to hit us up. We'll have the email and all our socials in the description of this podcast.